Today is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. On this day in 2007, three-year-old Madeline McCann vanished from her parents' hotel room in Algarve, Portugal. To this day, the toddler's disappearance remains a mystery. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering the kidnapping of Madeleine McCann. Let's go back to Portugal on May 3rd, 2007 at 7.30 a.m. The McCanns had been in Portugal for nearly a week. And finally, Kate and Jerry were settling into vacation mode. Their three toddlers were sleeping well, lulled to bed by the waves lapping against the shore outside their hotel room window. Bright-eyed and always gripping her favorite stuffed animal, Cuddle Cat, Madeline was the oldest of the McCann kids. She would turn four in a little over a week. Her younger siblings, Sean and Amelie, were her best mates. Kate and Jerry were happy to see the kids taking full advantage of the holiday. Besides, the parents had earned this bout of family downtime too. They'd been working nonstop, Kate as a general practitioner and Jerry as a cardiologist. But their jobs were tough to balance with three little ones at home. Getting away was essential. The couple loved the Ocean Club because of its family-friendly atmosphere. While at the resort, they collected seashells with the kids or went for afternoon swims. Some days, the children met their friends at the kids' club while Kate and Jerry played tennis or went to the spa. And after the young ones went to sleep, adults could meet up for drinks and tapas at a little bar just over 150 feet from the room. At breakfast that morning, Madeline confessed she woke in the night and cried for her mom and dad. She was blue because her parents never came to answer her call. Kate and Jerry apologized and promised that even though they were just down the hall, they'd check on Madeline and her siblings a lot more the next time they went out at night. After their morning meal, the family went swimming together. The kids went to their club while Kate and Jerry met friends for a doubles match. Around 5 p.m., they brought the kids back to the room. Kate fed them and got them ready for bed. Jerry read them their goodnight story, like usual. Finally, all three children drifted into slumber. Madeline in her bed and the twins in a travel cot. Kate drew the blinds and shut the window. Then she grabbed Jerry and the pair headed out for dinner. About 40 minutes into the meal, Jerry ran back to the room to check on the kids. All three slept, snug as bugs in rugs. Relieved, he went to finish his meal. About half an hour later, one of the couple's friends went to check on his kids and offered to stop by and visit the McCann children too. When he returned to the table a little past 9.05, the report was bedtime business as usual. All three siblings were snoozing peacefully. Around 9.45 p.m., Kate returned to the suite while Jerry had a nightcap with some pals. But something was off when she got to the children's bedroom. The door was wide open. As Kate tiptoed to shut it, the wind swelled and slammed it shut. 
Quietly, Kate opened the door to peek and make sure the bang didn't wake the kids. Sure enough, the twins were fast asleep, but when she moved to check Madeline's bed, Cuddle Cat was the only thing in it. Kate and Jerry's daughter was gone. Coming up, the search for Madeline McCann. Wayne Simmons spent 27 years undercover for the CIA. When he retired from spy work, he got a big break. Terrorism analyst on Fox News. Then he met Kent Clisby. So I'm a real CIA guy. This is total nonsense. I'm Alex French, and I'm here to figure out who's telling the truth. Was Wayne Simmons a spy, or was he nothing but a con man? Imposters is a Spotify original from Parcast and premieres Monday, May 3rd. Follow and listen exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. On May 3rd, 2007, Kate McCann went to check on her sleeping toddlers in their hotel bedroom and noticed her eldest, three-year-old Madeline, was missing. In a panic, Kate notified hotel personnel. They wasted no time calling on the Portuguese police to start an investigation. Shortly after, authorities asked Jerry and Kate to make a public plea for any information to help detectives locate their child. Kate gripped Cuddle Cat while Jerry spoke to the cameras. He said words could do no justice to the despair he and Kate felt over the loss of their beautiful girl. Then he begged for anyone with even a morsel of information to contact the police. He concluded with, Please, if you have Madeline, let her come home to her mummy, daddy, brother, and sister. The McCanns stayed in Portugal for months after Madeline's abduction, searching for their baby girl. In early August, a Portuguese newspaper reported that British police dogs found traces of blood on the hotel room wall. Days later, the investigating officers acknowledged for the first time that the missing child could be dead. On September 7th, Portuguese officials questioned Kate and Jerry. They determined the parents should be suspects in their daughter's case. However, they were allowed to leave the country, and the McCanns flew back to England with their two-year-old babies. Almost an entire year passed with no new information about Madeline's disappearance. Finally, on July 21, 2008, the Portuguese police lifted the McCann's status as suspects, but they also suspended the investigation indefinitely. There was only one thing left for the McCann's to do, hire a private detective and continue searching for their daughter alone. The McCann's didn't give up hope. They couldn't. In the spring of 2009, to mark the second anniversary of Madeline's abduction, they flew to Chicago. Oprah Winfrey interviewed the couple to raise awareness about Madeline and inspire the couple to keep hoping. The McCanns believed the airing of the show would bolster the search for Madeline. In a way, it did. Viewers' donations poured in to help fund the search, and the next year, Scotland Yard opened its own investigation, which they dubbed Operation Grange. But by this point, the McCanns were exhausted. Madeline's mother confessed she thought about what a relief it would be to die in a car crash or some other accident. She just wanted the pain to go away. The devastation over losing her baby was unbearable. Kate didn't know how to move on. 
but every time she lamented, she vowed in the same breath to carry on. Over the next few years, the family caught wind of a few promising leads. Scotland Yard heard Madeline's body was buried near the hotel, and Portuguese detectives reviewed a new batch of witnesses. But in the end, the leads led nowhere. Eventually, authorities identified five new cases in which young British girls were abused by lone intruders at the Ocean Club. Of course, the news only intensified Kate and Jerry's need to know what happened to their little girl, even if it meant discovering the worst. Spring of 2017 marked a decade since Kate and Jerry lost little Madeline. In an interview that year, Kate revealed she still bought Christmas presents and birthday gifts for her missing daughter. Over the next few years, the search lost momentum. But then, on June 3, 2020, 13 years after Madeline's disappearance, a new development presented itself. A 43-year-old German vagabond, referred to as Christian B, saw a news update on Madeline's disappearance while knocking back a few pints in a pub. Mr. B leaned over to a fellow drinker and confessed that he was responsible for the kidnapping. Eventually, the man to whom B told his story phoned the authorities. In the meantime, B had gone to prison for another offense, a sex crime involving a minor. Suddenly, he was identified as the prime suspect. It turned out that Mr. B was linked to a vehicle photographed in Algarva in 2007. Further, Scotland Yard identified Mr. B driving the car through town a day or two before Madeline was taken. But prosecutors didn't have enough evidence to convict him for his supposed crime against Madeline and the McCanns. However, they were able to come to a separate conclusion. A few weeks later, on June 16, 2020, German prosecutors informed Kate and Jerry they had concrete evidence Madeline was dead. But the legal team couldn't give the McCanns any more information. They said it could compromise their work. However, for a short time, Madeline's disappearance became a murder investigation. When the press investigated the prosecutor's statements about Madeline's death, they discovered the comments about the so-called concrete evidence were lies. There were still no answers. To this day, Madeline's disappearance remains a mystery. For a parent to lose their child is a nightmare beyond all others. Perhaps someday the McCanns will discover the truth about their baby and finally be able to close the door on their family tragedy. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this one, check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Unsolved Murders. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime.
Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells and Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 